it's Christopher with Simple Septic Secrets, and welcome back to my podcast where I drive and I talk on the way to work. <laughs> Basically, is what I'm doing. I'm trying to get more of these out, but honestly, I haven't been driving as much. I've been staying at home working on bids and doing contracts and stuff like that. And when I do go out and put these jobs in, I don't know, I just forget. Although I have been making content, I bring my GoPro with me everywhere I go, and I've got quite a few videos that I still need to edit of jobs I've completed, so look forward to that. It's very time-consuming to edit a video, but it's also fulfilling when you get it done. I mean, there's always things you look at it and you're like, oh, I could make that better, I should have done that better. But the best part about making content uh, is looking back years later and seeing yourself and seeing what you did and seeing the stories and most people they'll take videos on their phone and you have a couple clips of this and that and whatever if you even do that some people don't even take videos on their phone um, which to me is weird because I'm like always taking videos but regardless my point is you look back for example I started Simply CB which is my fish oil soft chew brand for dogs well it's supposed to be a pet supplement brand that I basically just let it run out of stock, and I'm like, ah, I'm not really going to focus on that right now. I need to focus on this septic stuff and give it all my time and energy. But I look back, and I can see the content that I made. It was in, like, 2018, 2019. Maybe it was 2019 and 2020. But it was very interesting to see, like, I was really, really skinny back then. Uh, I was vegan at the time. I was, like, malnourished and tiny, and I just looked so different. It's so weird to look back and see yourself. And, and when you see the videos you did, you're like, oh, wow, I can do such a better video now. Like, and you see the progression of how you get better and better as you go. Uh, and it's just really interesting. I tell people, even if you're not trying to build a business or anything, it's so cool to have a YouTube channel where you're basically just storing your memories so you can go back and watch them again. And it's not the same as just putting out a you know, 10 second clip of yourself because you're putting it together and you're telling a story and you're putting that video together for a reason. Even if it's for some of the videos was uh, us going on a walk and it's got vlog music and we're going down to the railroad tracks and picking berries and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool to look back at that because, I mean, really, if I didn't have that video, I probably would have pretty much forgot about all that. I forgot a lot of it. And that's another reason I like making content is for whatever reason, I have a sort of a bad memory. So Keeping all these different videos helps me to remember stuff that's going on. I mean, I remember it, but you don't remember it in detail. And it's just awesome to be able to look back and and see, you know, how far you've come. And so, that being said, what I've been working on this last couple couple months is my vivid vision. Uh, I didn't know what a vivid vision was until just a few months ago when I joined the Capitalism Incubator. That was something that they have you do very early on. And what they say is you're casting a vision for the future. What's the next three to five years going to look like inside of your business? Don't worry about, oh, is it possible? Or how could this happen? Or none of that stuff. You're writing, how could I see this business at its full potential? What does it look like? So they tell you to go somewhere nice. I went and I parked on the side of the road right when the sun was setting and you could see Mount Diablo in the background. And I got a piece of paper and just started writing. And I did that a couple times because every time I did it, new ideas would come to mind. And a lot of really interesting things showed up on that paper that I was not expecting. 
things I'd never even thought of just started flowing through me. And when I got it all done and organized and put together in a vivid vision, right now it's just in a, in a Word document. I, I do plan on putting it into something a little more fancy, but right now it's just a Word document. And the vision of the company is incredible. When you start thinking about the impact you can have on the world just by through your own vision and your, your own imagination and through the businesses we create, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, obviously I sell septic treatments and I pump septic tanks and install septic systems. And I do all that kind of stuff. And yes, it has an impact. It's a sanitary, you know, like the sanitary systems and it makes people's lives better, obviously, because you got to be able to flush your toilet and all that basic stuff. But what I was thinking is how can I make an even bigger impact? And one of the things that came to mind is preventative maintenance. So preventative maintenance is a really big thing when it comes to septic systems. It's the number one thing. Pumping your septic tank before it fills up and all the sludge goes out into the leach field and plugs the soil and all that kind of stuff I've talked about before. Also, preventative maintenance, not putting wet wipes down the drain, all that kind of stuff. So it makes a big difference. But what other things in people's lives could they be doing to prevent their entire systems to fall apart, like a furnace or a water heater or a washer and dryer? Like, for example, did you know that in most washing machines, there's a filter that you're supposed to clean out every couple months because it gets all nasty and full of hair and just garbage and whatever? You're supposed to clean that out. Most people don't even realize that. Or the air filters inside your house. You know those cartridges for your HVAC? They're not, maybe they're not cartridges. You know what I'm talking about. They're big filters. You're supposed to clean those out every month. They're not clean them. You're supposed to replace them like every month or two. When I was growing up, those things would get placed like once a year. They were nasty. And your air quality is extremely important. So they're just a couple examples of things that... Maybe those are bad examples. Those are things that, that will, I guess, improve your life to some degree. The other things I was thinking about were um, basically how to maintain certain appliances and certain systems in your house so you don't end up having to replace the entire system. And I think that's going to become more and more important as time goes on, especially with the economy the way it is, where inflation is through the roof, wages are nowhere near catching up with inflation, and people having less and less money. So as time goes on, I think people are going to want to learn more about these preventative maintenance measures to keep their systems in their house and their appliances and stuff functioning for far longer than they would have. Because a lot of people aren't going to have, you know, $1,500 to go replace a washer dryer or, you know, have to pay someone a thousand bucks to go put a new hot water heater in. And there's things you can do to make these systems last longer that I'd like to teach people. Now, I don't know a ton about maintenance. I got Google, so I can look these things up, I can learn about them, and then I can share them with the community. And maybe they know, maybe they don't, but the idea is to get people thinking, I've got to maintain what I have and preserve it rather than just run it till the wheels come off and get a new one. You know, I know people still to this day who don't change the oil in their car. They just drive and drive and drive until something breaks or messes up, and then they sell it. It's pretty fucked up, if you ask me. But And there's people who do the same thing with their septic systems. To this day, 
even though there's tons of information online telling you the importance of maintaining your septic system, there's these old guys, and I met one the other day, he's a multimillionaire. He they they just don't think it's necessary to pump it until it breaks. And then sometimes they get away with it, sometimes they they genuinely don't have to pump their tank and they can go thirty to forty years. And you know, they pass away and their kids take over. Now Instead of doing a couple pump jobs, they're also replacing the whole system because it's damaged because they didn't take care of it. Or the, at the very least, the kids have to pay three times the price of a pump job because the guy's going to be there all day trying to get all that 40 years worth of gar garbage and crap and sludge out of there. So back to the Vivid Division, I was just imagining all these different things and how I could have a huge impact on the economy and how it could help people's septic systems last longer. And then another idea popped in my head, which was helping other septic companies with some of the things that I've been implementing in our business that have helped us become one of the number one septic pumping maintenance companies in the county we live in. And, you know, from review strategies to follow-up campaigns to training guides to make sure that your employees are properly trained. You know, one of the most important things I've found, uh, and it's hard to do because, I mean, I've been doing this my entire life, so it's easy for me, but it's hard to train someone, but it's definitely possible. And one of the biggest things that I get as far as compliments, people, you know, they'll pay me there on the spot and they'll literally call the office just to say how good of a job I did. And I'm not trying to brag about myself. I'm Basically, all I did was I just explained to them how their septic system works in very simple terms. And I guess that's not common. Most people don't do that. To me, it's like, of course, I'd want them to understand how it works and why you pump it. And, you know, just because they think of this, this tank being in the ground that it has to be pumped every four years or five years when it fills up. And that's not the case at all. You have an entire system down there, and it's basically a wastewater treatment system buried in your backyard. But my point is, there's a lot of things that companies can do, and especially in this industry that's very antiquated. They're, they're old school, they're doing stuff the old way, and that's fine. But there's these new strategies that if they were to learn and implement in their business, they would crush their competitors because these other people aren't doing it. Now, there are a few companies who are really big that are doing this well. And if you look them up online, they're slowly expanding throughout the United States. They're growing, they're acquiring their competitors, they're growing into other states, and they're making a huge impact. But there's only a few of them. And unless these companies start implementing the strategies I'm talking about, they're going to end up one day selling their company to one of these big companies as they completely just make their way through the United States, buying up all these other companies. Now, I have a lot of these strategies, and guides and things that will definitely help grow your septic company and that being said even where I work it's very difficult to get any of these things implemented at all because the people that are go working there for example my mom who's not a business person she ended up taking over the business after my dad passed away and the actual owner who's the grandson of the person who started the company the company was started 80 years ago and those two people are both very I mean, he's got a business degree, but they're, they're, I guess, pessimists. So they're afraid to grow, afraid to make changes, and afraid to implement these new strategies that are very, very basic, and they're commonplace in most other industries. 
So I can see how it's definitely difficult to get people to implement these strategies. But even the few strategies that I have implemented have made big, big changes. For example, every septic company needs to have a list of customers. It's so basic. Even if that's a mailing list, there needs to be mailers that go out every couple years or whatever the schedule is for that individual property. And they need to, really, you need to have their, their personal address so you can mail something to their to their house because people change addresses, but also their email address. Because I think it would be best if you could email them and say, hey, you know, it's coming up on time to pump your septic tank, click a link here and schedule with us. And if they don't respond or go, you know, you send them a couple emails, they don't open, don't respond, then you send out the physical mailer because maybe they move, maybe it goes to spam, whatever. But if you can get them on email, then you're not going to have to pay to put a postcard in the mail. So that's something that would really make a big difference because once you start getting people to sign up and to like schedule further in advance, then you can completely change the style of your business. Instead of being like, I'm going to go do this pump job here. I'm going to drive 25 minutes across town and do this one. I'm going to drive another 15 minutes over here and do this one. You can start to, it'll take a couple years, but you can start to group them into an area. And once you group them into the area, you can be like, okay, I'm going on this street. I'm going to fill up the truck on the street right here. I'm going to do these three jobs. And that makes a huge, huge difference on one, how many jobs you can do because you're stuck in that, you're in that little area right there that you can spend less time driving. Fuel is a, is a huge cost for us, you know, at, at, at like over $6.50 a gallon for diesel at a truck that on average gets three miles to the gallon. That's expensive. And when you're paying a driver $30 an hour, plus all the fuel and the dump fees and everything, any little cost like that can make a big difference on your bottom line. Other things they can do is you know, upselling customers. I'm not saying rip them off. I'm not saying sell them something they don't need. But there's ways to upsell customers. For example, a lot of times someone will call you, and this doesn't work every time, but when, when it presents itself, someone will call and they'll say, hey, my tank's not uh, draining. And then after you drain it, you realize nothing in the house is draining. Well, we have jetters on the truck. So we can say, hey, you know, for this much money more, we'll jet the line for you. And the way I do it is I say, look, I'll just tell you what we charge. I'll say, hey, I'll jet that line. It'll be $250 if I clear it. And if I don't, I'm not going to charge you anything because you're still going to have to plumber. Have to plumber. You're still going to have to call a plumber, which to me is extremely fair because for one, they have to call a plumber, they have to wait, they have to get the guy out there. I don't know what a plumber charges, I'm not sure. Plus, I'm not snaking it, I'm hydrojetting it, which is it's more valuable because the hydrojetter will cut through all the grease and whatever. So a lot of times I can clear that line and it maybe takes 15, 20 minutes, charge an extra you know, 250 bucks or, you know, I, I really, it goes, depends on the person. If it's like an old lady or something, sometimes I'll just do it for free. So it really depends on the individual that I'm that I'm doing, the price will be different and how far I have to jet and all that kind of stuff. But you can you know, upsell that person. They're happy because, hey, they got their line clean. It's working now. And you just added an extra $250 to that job for 20 minutes worth of work. So that job becomes much more profitable. Also, there's different septic treatments you can put in. Like, for example, the stuff I sell, I, I don't, again, I don't sell to everyone. Some people, like a little old lady by herself, I'm like, you really don't need to use this. Um, you really, it's just you by yourself. I wouldn't really worry about it. Now, if you've got a whole family there, I'm like, you probably should be putting this in because I can tell you have a ton of paper in there and a ton of waste. 
so it really depends on the on the job and all that kind of stuff but um i just i see these different opportunities to make more money and a lot of times these just aren't being done another another one we do is hey uh we could put an effluent filter in your in in your second compartment if you'd like and we charge i'm like hey it's a hundred bucks to put it on and I tell them, look, you could go buy this filter on Amazon for 75 bucks if you want and put it in yourself, but it's 100 bucks and we're going to do it. Now, I get that filter for like $26 because I buy them in bulk. So it's easy for our driver to just grab the cartridge, slide it in, there's 100 bucks. And most of the time, the customer is like, yeah, I'd rather you do it. I don't want to stick my head in there. The other thing is risers. That's a big one we do. And again, I tell people, look, you can do it yourself. You can do it for about half the price if you wanted. Uh, I'll even explain it to you. Here's my cell phone number. You can call me if you need any help. I'll explain it to you for free. I'll just tell you how to do it. Or we can come in and just do it for you. You don't have to worry about it. And nine out of ten times, they say, yeah, I'd rather you just come and do it because they don't want to deal with it. But I'm honest with them and tell them, look, you can save money if you do it yourself. I mean, it's common sense. But those are things that will increase the value of that individual job because you're already there. You're not driving to another job. It's It's the... The best way to make more money is to get more money out of the customers you have, but to do it in an ethical and honest way. You don't want to be ripping people off and trying to gouge them because who are they going to call next time? Not you. Not if you rip them off and you're an asshole while you're there. And, but if you explain everything, this is how it works. Here's some different options that will help your septic system last longer. Um, here's some things you can buy from us and leave it up to them. If they don't want to buy it, that's fine too. I mean, I, I, I go out of my way to explain things to customers and tell them like, hey, you don't have to you don't have to buy this or if you want to do it yourself, you can. And I think that goes a long way. And most of the time they'd rather, especially after I say that, they'd rather just pay me to do it. And they don't feel pressurized. They don't feel pressure to do it. I'm not like, hey, this is really hard to do, like putting a riser on. It's not hard, but if you put it on wrong, like I've seen customers do before, you can't get the lid off the top of the septic tank because they'll put it over just slightly and then you got to dig the whole riser out and if they concrete it down you got to break the concrete and it's, it's, it's a whole big pain in the ass i don't try to scare them with that and say hey you can do it yourself but if you do it wrong it's going to be a huge hassle and you're going to waste all this material it's going to be expensive and you're going to paying twice as much i don't even mention that to them i just say it's not too hard i can walk you through it if you want you can have my cell phone number you can facetime me or whatever and people really appreciate that so these are just a couple of the things uh another one is a review strategy like follow-up strategy we follow up with customers and say hey you know how did our driver do can you do me a huge favor and leave us a review on yelp or google um now some people don't want to do that but some people will do it for free other people you can say hey i'll give you 20 dollars off your next pump drop or if you leave a review right now before you pay i'll take 20 bucks off right now most people will gladly spend five 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 minutes to take off 20 bucks or maybe it's worth 50 dollars to you or 10 or whatever. It depends on how much you're making on the job and what you can afford. Just remember though, that those reviews are currency. There's not a lot of them online. I mean, at least in our area, there's very, all our competitors have very low reviews. We have the most amount of reviews and we don't even do this follow-up campaign. I wrote it, I sent it to the people in the office and said, hey, follow up with them and send it. And they, for the most part, don't do it. So most of the reviews we do have, it's me saying, hey, after I do a job, can you leave us a review? And uh, one of the things I say is, which is, th th this is kind of true, it's fucked up, but it's kind of true, is, uh, so the owner, I've recently started doing construction again, and he's acting like I don't know what I'm doing, or, you know, act, you know, he's trying to go over every little thing, and I'm doing this my whole life, so 
I know what I'm doing. So what I'll tell customers is, hey, you know, the, the, the owner is kind of acting like I don't know what I'm doing. Um, can you leave me a review basically just, you know, saying a little bit about what I did here and how I helped you out, you know, and about, you know, my knowledge. And it kind of makes it like a good guy versus bad guy thing. They're like, well, yeah, absolutely, you know what you're doing. You explained everything. You took care of the problem. You fixed my problem for half what it would have cost somewhere else. So they gladly leave a review because you kind of have like that good guy versus bad guy thing where they want to stick up for you. Um, and that's just my situation there. You probably have a different situation. But um, you can even say something like, yeah, we got a bad review the other day, if this is true. I mean, sometimes, almost every business has a bad review. We got a bad review the other day of this customer who, um, you know, it was a complete misunderstanding, blah, blah, blah. The guy was an asshole. You know how everyone runs into asshole customers. We're trying to get our star rating up again. Can you please do us a huge favor and leave us a review? We're trying to get enough reviews to, like, boost our star rating up again because this asshole who didn't want to pay his bill, you know, gave us a one-star review, and it really wasn't warranted. And a lot of times they're like, well, yeah, let's, you know, that guy's an asshole. Let's leave you a review and try to get your star rating up. That's messed up. So there's different little things you can say to people to make them want to leave you a review. But reviews are definitely currency. I don't know how many times people have called who are not customers before and they just moved into the area and they're like, yeah, you had the most reviews online and they're all good. So that's why I went with you. That and, oh, my neighbor told you to call. So it's always good to like treat people kindly. You never know who they're going to tell. I mean, we have tons of real estate agents we work with, and they tell their friends about it, and they're, they're not their friends or agents or whatever you want to call it. So we do tons and tons of, um, of inspections because real estate agents, they have to do septic inspections, and they want to use a reputable company. So what I did is I went around, and I got these different inspections from all the other companies, and I took all I, I basically took the information from those, and I rolled it all into ours, and I made it so we had the best inspection the best inspection I could buy, the most in-depth, you know, pictures, uh, checklist. Like, I mean, I, I put that together. And as part of my vivid vision, that's the kind of stuff that I want to take to other struggling septic companies and help them implement these pre, pre-done things that I've done to increase their profits and you know, help, help their company. Uh, I can see this being a really big thing. It's kind of like bar rescue. But it's for like the septic. You know, I, I got the idea from Alex Ramosi with the, the gym launch secrets where he goes in and helps people turn their gym around. So that's where I got the idea. But I think it could be really big. I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, and I'm doing all this while living in an RV because we had to throw away 99% of our shit because of all the mold, you know, and the health problems and like all the drama. And so I got all that going on in the background plus working a full-time job. But I'm like laser focused on this one thing because I can see it being so big. I can help so many people. And I think I could really change the industry. And I'm super excited to do it. So that's what I've been working on lately. Uh, I hope you guys like the podcast. Leave me a review. What can you review on there? You can, I think. You can leave me a review because that would be totally awesome. As far as I know, nobody listens to these. But I'm going to keep putting them out because really, like I said in the beginning, I'm sort of documenting my journey for myself. And it'll be interesting to go back and listen to these years from now as a successful business owner with a huge septic company that's helping other septic companies and selling septic treatments and who's in retail stores. And it's going to be really cool to document the process of like living in an RV, having a hard restart at like 34 years old of throwing all your shit away and having, you know, your, your, your girlfriend with health problems and dog sick and just all this fucking shit that had to go on. It's going to be interesting to see that. And then see the flip side of it and be able to listen to these podcasts and kind of see where my mindset was when I 
when I posted them, and so that's why I'm doing it. I, I urge you guys to you know, start your own podcast or start your own YouTube channel, even if you make all the videos and the podcast and don't post them. Just have it for later so you can listen to them. It's very, very interesting. Or keep a journal at night. I also journal. I only write, a, you know, like it's a gratitude journal, so I'll write. Today I'm grateful for, and I'll put, you know, it could even be I'm grateful for my health. Or I'll write a little thing of what I did today, that day, or whatever. Um, and I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and I miss every now and then. Uh, I try to go in and fill in the blanks, but I try not to miss more than two days in a row. Because I heard a really good saying once, and it was, a professional never misses twice. Meaning, you can, you can mess up once and forget, but professional's not going to miss two days in a row. They're going to go after it again and get it done. So, I try to live by that. But anyways, yep, send me a, a, an email if you have any questions. Christopher at Simple Septic Secrets. Let me know if you like the podcast or if you're listening to these or if you like any of the videos. Or if you want any of my guides, email me at Christopher at Simple Septic Secrets. Follow me on YouTube or Instagram at Simple Septic Secrets. And hopefully I'll be talking to you guys again soon. All right, have a great day.